On this episode of Locked On Lightning, we're talking about Ross Colton scoring a goal the other night. Does this mean he is on his way to becoming hot? We also talk about Steven Stamkos accumulating a career assist number 500. How many more do we have to go? Is it going to be 500 more? Is it going to be 1,000 more? We talk about all that more, but first, let's play that music. You're Locked On Lightning, your daily podcast on the Tampa Bay Lightning. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. And welcome to another episode of Locked On Lightning, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Danker. I'd like to thank all of you for making us your first listen of the day. On this episode of Locked On Lightning, we're discussing Ross Cole picked up a goal the other night. Does, is, does this mean he's going to finally get start? Uh, finally start to get hot. We talk about that as well as Steven Stamkos. He picked up his 500th career assist uh, on the overtime goal pass to Alex Klorn uh, that won the game against Dallas. We talk about that. Steven Stamkos, what this means for his career. Where does he stand? I mean, we already know where he stands in Lightning history, but where does he stand uh, in NHL history, we talk about that as well. But first, I just want to remind all of you to like and subscribe to this podcast. Follow us wherever podcasts are distributed. We are available on YouTube. Go ahead. And if you're watching us on YouTube, go ahead and drop a comment below. Hit that like button. Subscribe to the podcast. Hit that notifica- notification button. So as soon as the newest episode drops, you are fully well, well aware and ready to listen to us. And go ahead and listen to us and subscribe wherever podcasts are distributed in audio form. Uh, we'd love to hear from all of you and follow us on our social media pages, LO underscore lightning on Twitter, as well as locked on underscore lightning on Instagram. So Ross Cohn picked up his first goal the other night in really what was seemed like forever um, for, for Ross. Uh, I believe that was his fourth, only his fourth goal of the season and his eighth point of the season as well. And and Ross has really not gotten off to the best of starts this season after what the, the season that he had last year following his abbreviated rookie season, uh, picking up, as we all know, we spoke about it with Ross when he was actually on the show, Ross Colton, uh, when he was on the show. And go ahead and listen back to that episode. Uh, we got to get him back on. That was a fun episode. Uh, we want to catch up with Ross Colton, see what he's been up to, obviously, on the ice. We know that, but let's see what, you know, he's been up to off the ice as well. But, uh, yeah, we all know the Ross Colton story by now. And if you haven't, uh, has his rookie season during the 2020-21 season, uh, scores the game-winning goal in, well, the series, the game-winning goal in which was the series clinching game uh, in the Stanley Cup final against Montreal. has a great follow-up season in 21-22, 79 games played, 22 goals, and 39 points. Really looks like at that point that Ross Colton is really going to start to pick it up a notch each year. That's really the trajectory that it looked like he was on. And through 16 games thus far this year, four goals, eight points, a plus-minus of negative four. Um, at first, I wasn't really surprised i'm not really worried for ross colton right now i mean he's playing his game he's playing his game the way we all expect him to play that's aggressive you know playing with his heart on his sleeve 
uh, putting himself in good chances to score uh, and, and as well as making the right pass for the most part. I mean, really, this team has been kind of not good <laughs> and kind of not good is a is, I guess, a nice phrase or just a nice way in general of putting it with this team uh, in terms of their puck possession. But yeah, Ross, all things aside, I mean, numbers, if you're, if you're taking the numbers out of the equation, I thought, I think Ross Colton thus far has been having a pretty Ross Colton like season. And so, you know, really the numbers I feel like are not really that good of a measure of what his performance has been thus far this season. But still, you know, numbers are numbers. At the end of the day, uh, in the game of hockey, the numbers do matter. They do, uh, at the end of the day, uh, reflect the body of work that your team has put out or players on your team have put in throughout the course of a season. And thus far, I think, you know, for a player who really has to be on a second line, and I think on some teams in the NHL, possibly the first. You know, Ross playing on the third. I think, you know, he's gotten some burn on the second line this year, but mainly on the third line um, alongside alongside Nemestikov. I think that, you know, I, I, I think that his numbers should be better. You know, if, if we're looking at, you know, if, if Nemestikov had Ross Colton's numbers right now, I think we'd all be satisfied, but I think it's a little bit of a, you know, a little bit of a letdown four goals and four, uh, excuse me, four goals and eight, assists, uh, eight points, excuse me, because it's Ross Colton. He's coming off a 22 goal season. So, you know, where there is the expect, there is the expectations that are high uh, that come with a season like that following a season like that, excuse me. So, you know, he got his he got his uh, fourth goal of the season the other night against Dallas. Uh, good chance early on, uh, and really, you know, I, I think that what it comes down to maybe his lack of production, if you really want to call it, because I said you know it's not a disappointing start to the season for him. I'm sure if you asked him, he would he would like his numbers, uh, his point total to be a little bit higher. Um, but I, I think that, you know, this might be because he's a very streaky player. We all know know that about Colton. I think he's proven that in the very short time that he's here, that he is a player that, you know, once he gets hot, he is one of the best players on the ice. And, and I think that, you know, that goal the other night against Dallas, against a goaltender such as Jake Ottinger, I thought, you know, in that moment, regardless if he was going to net another one, I thought that that was going to be something that he was going to be able to carry over because it wasn't, you know, an overly fantastic goal. It was a one-timer um, right from one of his fav- favorite spots on the ice. So really what it comes down to is, you know, it, it, it's it's a very it's a very good goal that he could easily replicate if given the opportunity, which he will be given the opportunity with. But, you know, it's going to be a tall task uh, to, to ask for for the Lightning and and for especially Ross Colton to to take their goal output that they've had in recent games and and replicate that. Especially, you know, you, you got you got Jacob Markstrom coming to you tomorrow night against the Calgary Flames, and then you got UC Soros uh, with Nashville on Saturday. So, you know, two very good goaltenders 
you know, you might differ on how you feel about those teams. Uh, uh, in terms of talent, they both kind of pretty much have identical records. So, you know, obviously Jacob Markstrom is a little bit better, I think, in my book than UC Soros. Um, but I, I think at the end of the day, you know, Ross Colton has beat some of the best goalies uh, and has scored against some of the best goalies. But I think really what it comes down to, it's not the goalies uh, that I'm worried about. It's, it's, it's more so what is going on around Ross Colton on the ice. Because like I said, he is a player that if the opportunities are there, uh, nine times out of 10, I believe at least that he's going to be able to take advantage of those opportunities. But if the opportunities aren't given to him, uh, by his teammates, by his line mates, then you know things are going to be a little bit difficult. Uh, Ross Colton does not really have that ability right now, or hasn't shown this year that he is able to make plays on his own. I mean, we've seen flashes in a pan of of that last season and at certain points this year, but you know, uh, most notably last year. I mean, we saw it almost every once a game, and I think maybe. That's why you see teams kind of start to to close in on him a lot faster now when he kind of tries to make that move towards the slot. Uh, I, I think really, um, you know, his ability and his desire to, to really skate up on the goaltender, I think a lot of teams caught up on that really relatively early. And, and now he has had, he's been forced to side, court, sort of rely more on his teammates. So, you know, we're going to... Keep a close eye on Ross Colton in the upcoming games because I, I firmly believe I said it coming into this year. I said it mostly throughout certain points last season, especially going to le- in, into last season as well. Um, his production is a vital part of this team. Uh, and if he could be successful, I think Tampa will be largely successful and we'll start to see more wins out of this team down the line. Uh, so we're going to start, we're going to talk about. Uh, Steven Stamkos in just a little bit. He got his 500th career assist uh, in last night's game. We're going to talk about that in just a little bit. But first, I want to talk about today's sponsor, and that is BetOnline.net. Now, BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your sports betting needs, info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from football to basketball to soccer, esports, and most importantly, hockey. They got it all. I used to use this all back in the day. I still use it now. You know, I'm I'm with the holidays rolling around. I, I've come. I've tried to cut back on my gambling. You know, I've 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 stated before. It's been a running joke on the Locked On NHL National Show with my co-host Chris Masilli. Uh I'm down bad. I have not won a bet since July. So you know, um, but you can, you can. I believe in you guys. Don't believe in me because right now I'm a mush. Um, but you guys can, and you can do it with the best odds in the game at betonline.net. They're the fastest and easiest way to get all your betting fixed. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. So heading into their second segment, we're talking about Steven Stamkos. Netted his 500th, 500th, still crazy to think about, a 500th career assist uh, on the Alex Kalorn OT winner uh, that gave the lightning obviously the win because that's how overtime works um five four went in overtime um and you know i've spoken about the greatness of steven stamkos quite a bit on this show and i've oftentimes compared him to if he were to able to stay healthy, and, and we've we've detailed and documented uh, 
and not only on this show, I mean, anywhere you find out any media relating to the Tampa Bay Lightning, it's, it's almost always spoken about, uh, you know, I think almost with every guest we've ever had on this show, we've spoken about Steven Stamkos to a certain extent and his legacy and what he means to the franchise. Um, but I've always spoken about Steven Stamkos and, you know, what his ceiling might have been. Uh, you know, if the injury bug was able to to kind of stay at bay, uh, we could have seen Alexander Ovechkin numbers. Now, whether Stamkos would be in the conversation to break Wayne Gretzky's record is a completely, totally different conversation for another day. I think we're going to say that for the offseason because – very interesting. You know, Steven Stamkos is coming up on a point in his career now um, where he's going to start putting himself in conversations with some big names. Now, just to put it into perspective, he's played 938 games. He has 489 goals uh, and his 500 assists. When you combine all that together, puts him at, at 989 points. Uh, so a lot of milestones coming up on the horizon. You got a thousand games, you got 500 goals, and you got a thousand points coming up uh, right around the corner for him. Um, and it's crazy to think about when you look at his numbers. And if you want to follow along, go on hockeyreference.com because that's where I'm looking right now. Um, as we all know, the last season was his first 100-point season, which is crazy to think about when you look at the amount of points that he's accumulated over the course of his career. Uh, even crazier to think about when you, we're having this conversation talking about him having more assists than goals, and that just shows you. And I've, I've spoken about it here and there. Um, when I had had my have had my conversations – or, you know, comparisons between him and, and Alexander Ovechkin. Now, obviously, um, very few goal scorers, and for, for good reason. I mean, the numbers don't lie. There are very few goal scorers other than the ones ahead of him in hockey history that can rival the, that of the ability of Alexander Ovechkin. Um, and, and I've just always made that comparison between him and Stamkos just because of their their sweet spots on the ice and their ability to do certain things. Now, I, I having said that, I've always been a firm believer that Stamkos is a more diverse player, or or actually more dynamic player. Excuse me. I I and the numbers don't lie. I mean, I'm not going to get here. I'm not going to sit here and have a con- full on conversation um, about you know who's better uh, all around game. You know, I, I'm not going to have that conversation. I think a lot of people would differ. You know, it doesn't matter. Um, really, what I think matters and, and really where Stamkos sits in hockey history, NHL history at least, um, is you got to look at what he's done in terms of not so much individual awards. You got to look at what he has done as a captain, what he has done as a leader. And, and I know that you can't just get into the Hall of Fame based off of being a leader. I mean, I mean, if we had if we had that requirement or, or just that minimal requirement, actually, I think, you know, a, a good number, I would say probably 90 percent of all hockey players, NHL players would get in as I have an ad on the website playing for hockey reference. So thank you to that hockey reference. But what I'm trying to say is that is that, uh, you know, he is 
one of the best all-time leaders. Um, he's definitely one of the best all-time captains. Um, you know, having to lead a team and or because let's, let's make no mistake about it. If you want to look at leadership defined, especially with Steven Stamkos, one of his defining moments as a captain uh, was the 2020 bubble. I, I think that really, you know, regardless if, if you want to say that was all him or not, um, because really he only did play one playoff game, and that was that goal um, in game five. <clears throat> so, you know, really being able, and, and he definitely did do, did do a lot in the, in the dressing room between that time, um, then, you know, being off the ice, uh, being able to talk to his teammates. You know, I when, when I spoke to, when to Ross Colton, I, it was either during the interview or after the interview, we were talking for a little bit. And then I also spoke to Corey Perry on the side as well, when I had him on the show. And then I've had Jay Feaster on here. I've had Dave Randorf and everyone has said, you know, if you look at the ideal uh, picture, perfect, uh, at least modern day hockey player as to who personifies leadership and, and really integrity and everything that you want, in, in someone, uh, it's Steven Stamkos and, and he does it all. And you could see the numbers don't lie. Um, he, he, he is one of those players that, all right, you need me to score. I'll score more. And we saw that in the beginning of the season when the lightning were struggling. Uh, Oh, you need me to, you need me to, to allow other players to get things going. I'll pass the puck more. And, you know, you just don't, you don't stumble into 500 career assists and, and, you know, so his ability to do that as well, you know, it shows in the stats. Um, you need me to get physical. We we know that Steven Stamkos has never been shy about being a physical hockey player. Uh, so, you know, really, I think in my opinion, you now maybe this is recency bias. Maybe this is just overall bias because this is, uh, you know, I watch the lightning on a nightly basis. I cover the lightning. This is a podcast about the lightning. Maybe I'm just being a little bit biased, but uh, top five. Greatest captain of all time, top five greatest, you know, leader of all time. I mean, you know, the guys ahead of him, if you want to have the top five or the Mount Rushmore of of captains in the National Hockey League history, I think it's him, uh, Gene Bellevue, um, Steve Yeiserman, Mark Messier, and probably wild card in there would probably for me would be I mean, you could probably put Sid in there. I think that's probably a no-brainer. That's probably the one that a lot of people would, would throw in there. But I think Jonathan Taves um, <clears throat> being able to captain, especially those great Blackhawks teams, um, you know, every couple of years or so to a Stanley Cup. Uh, when when you're playing alongside Barry and Hosa, when you have Corey Crawford, when, when you know, the list goes on, Patrick Kane, uh, the list goes on, Duncan Keith, um, the, the, the amount of, names that I could list off from that team alone. Um, and I'm sure we could do the same for all those other teams and guys that I even missed. Um, so, you know what? I, I definitely think you have to throw Stamkos on that list, regardless of all the other names that you would throw out there. As to where he probably finishes all time, I guess if this is the prediction part of the segment, I would say probably... It's tough because, you know, we, we all know how susceptible he is to injury. We, we, and, and I don't want to throw out some crazy number that Steven Stamkos is going to score 700 goals. Uh, I, I wouldn't do that. I, I don't think that's a realistic number, especially by the way, 
you know, as I already stated, that the way he plays the game. I I still think though that I wouldn't underscore him in terms of where we think he's going to be uh, at the end of his career. Now he is 32. He's turning 33 in February. So 49 goals here now, I would say probably, I would say probably 620 is the ceiling. That may sound a little crazy. Um, 620, I'll say, I'll, I'll put out a range. How about this? Low, minimal, I would say 589 to 620. I think that's a good range for goals. Points, I would say around, if not spot on, to the 1,200-point mark. I think I think he'll get a little bit more than that. I think he'll get like twelve fifty, maybe thirteen hundred. Um, it really depends on what this team needs him to do down the line. I mean, there's going to be a lot of changes over the next couple of years in personnel. Um, the good thing about nine one ninety one is that he is able to fill a lot of roles on the ice offensively. Um, so really, you know, you can't really pinpoint a ceiling for him as the, in terms of where he's going to be um, in terms of, of numbers. Now legacy, he's number one, I think in the franchise, I think we could all agree on that uh, all time. Uh, if we're just talking about forwards, if I, I would say he's at least top 50. I, you know, a lot of people might, might disagree with that. But I mean, if like I said, for the reasons that I've already stated, I mean, if you're looking at him captain back to back Stanley Cup championship teams, you definitely I definitely think um, he will be bumped up into the conversation of top 50, at least all time, if he's not already there already. I mean, this is an offseason segment. I, this is turning this is what this is turning into. But. I think that you really have to take a lot of stock into this. And, and this goes for pretty much every player that was on that Lightning team. Uh, Vazzy, Cooch, uh, Point, maybe. Um, you know, Point still has a lot of way to go. So does Kucherov. Vazzy, I think he's, you know, he's he's starting. I think if Vasilevsky wins another Vezina and another Cup, I think the conversation will be, have to be made. It, is, is he one of the best of all time? Um, but yeah, I, let's stay on topic and say real quick that I think if, you know, Stamkos, if, if we're looking at COVID, the COVID bubble and what he did and, and what the team did the next season and then last season as well, and just his overall career as a whole, I think that one can make the conversation that Stamkos at one point, if not already now, uh, will be top 50 in NHL history for some of the top 50 greatest players of all time. So wrapping up the show, uh, the Lightning have Calgary tomorrow night uh, at Amelie. So good to see that they have another home game where we're kind of, uh, I, I like this homestead. You know, I, I, I said it a couple of weeks ago that I really think that that Western Conference trip was really going to be a big deal 
it was really going to allow them to to get a lot of momentum underneath their skates heading into a very important homestand. And, and now they got Nashville coming up uh, on the weekend. So we're not going to go too far, but definitely two very tough matchups uh, for two very similar in terms of record, at least uh, teams. As it stands right now, going into the Calgary game, Tampa is fourth, uh, tied for third, actually, with Florida. Uh, Kerry, I, I don't know how much we should measure that because Florida, this Florida team this year, it, it's very different to me. And maybe one can make the, make the argument that Huberto isn't there anymore. And now we have Kachuk, who... I said in the offseason, he's a good, very, he's a very skilled player when the trade was made and it was announced that he was coming to Florida. He's a very skilled player, um, but he doesn't scare me. This, this Florida team over the last couple of years, yeah, they've made strides, but they don't, they don't scare me one bit. They're not a team that I really look on the schedule. I mean, last year they did. They did, especially going into that second round, especially after. And, and all the chips were in their favor. I mean, let's not revisit that. They, Yeah, they had every chance in the world to beat the Lightning, and look what happened. But um, really what it comes down to, I'm not scared of Florida. I'm not scared of Detroit. Well, Detroit worries me, but they're not a team that I'm like constantly looking at the, the, the division like, oh, what did Detroit do tonight? Where are they now? They're gaining ground. No, I don't. That's not a team that really worries me. Uh, Toronto definitely doesn't worry me at all. Um, it's the Bruins who are the team, obviously, in first place with 28 points. They're a team that I feel like, you know, they're getting back Jacob Swayman, I think, in the next couple of weeks at goaltender, who I have criticized in the past, thinking that that was a little. I, I, I'm surprised you're putting all your eggs into the Jacob Swayman basket there in Boston. But the fact that they are not showing any signs of slowing down and, you know, we kind of figured that if they, they were going to get off to a bad start this year with, with a couple of their big guns being out, uh, if the top of my head, I believe it was Bergeron and Marshawn that were out to start the season, two of their better players. And, and I think, um, Pasternak was missing some time here. And then Taylor Hulse is kind of floating under the radar for me, which tells me that he's probably going to get hot at some time. But yeah, they're a team that really scares me because they have a ton of experience, just like Tampa Bay. They have a ton of experience at winning. Um, They're not too far removed from being in the Stanley Cup final. So, you know, everybody forgets that they're the team that lost to St. Louis uh, in 19. So, you know, I really think that's the team. It's kind of a throwback to 2020. I mean, that was the whole conversation. If you go back to any of the episodes that year, that's all we were talking about. What's What are the Bruins doing tonight? Who are they playing tonight? Um, how can the Lightning close the gap? I mean, that was really the conversation the entire month before COVID hit. Um, but yeah, it, it. I think, you know, really... At the end of the day, Tampa are the master of their destiny. I think they need to go out there and just win games, accumulate points, finish off games in regulation. If they could cut down on the mistakes, if they could cut down on on the overtime games or or the shootouts, uh, I think they'll be putting themselves in a good 
good situation come uh, New Year. So we'll keep an eye on the standings. I, I really am not that intent on really watching the standings that close in the season. We're only 16 games in. We have a ton of hockey left to play. Uh, but we'll 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 update this we'll we'll update you on the standings and you know where I believe everybody is and do they deserve to be there should they be there and also tune into the Lockdown NHL uh, national show every Thursday where me and my co-host Chris Masilli from Lockdown Abs we rank all 32 teams uh, last week we did it by division we still haven't decided whether or not we're going to stick to that uh, but check that out every Thursday and this week we'll be having a guest co-host. Uh, Chris is on vacation, so we're going to have Armando Velez of Locked On Panthers on. Uh, love always co-hosting with Armando or doing crossovers. So a little bit of a different, I guess, opinion. We're going to we're gonna see where Armando rates, you know, the Lightning, uh, where he rates his Panthers, and where he rates the rest of the league. So check that out tomorrow as well as our recap of the Calgary game. So in the meantime, that's been it for this episode of Locked On Lightning, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Danker. I'll talk to you in the next one.